This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Sunderland Stadium of Lies. Uh, we're currently in the Hilton Garden Inn, which is a Absolutely beautiful haven considering the weather outside. It is blowing a gale. Um, I, I believe Dorothy's house has just flown over the Stadium of Light. So we're in for a wonderful game. And uh, hey-ho, uh, I'm joined by Graham Falk. You right, Graham? Yeah, good, mate. Um, first time I've actually been in the Hilton. So business land Saturday, Hilton Tuesday, living the life. Yeah, I was in on Friday night and only found out there was air conditioning at 7 o'clock in the morning when I woke up. It's fucking freezing. <laughs> Absolutely freezing. And we're also joined by... The Island Black Cats, Irish Black Cats, we've got Gary. How's it all, mate? How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Have you enjoyed your trip? Yeah, really good, really good. And I know you're talking about Doherty's house flying across. My hair done the same thing there. I'm sitting here now with a flat bald head, so see how things go tonight. All good, though. Thank you. No, no problem at all. And Shane as well. Shane, this is your second visit to the Stadium of Light. First one was Saturday and we won, so fingers crossed it's going to be two for two. Yeah, some of the lads saying I'm a bit of a lucky charm, so hopefully the run continues. To be fair, if we win tonight, we'll all chip in for a season ticket and we'll fly you over every week. Like, you know, that gets us promoted. So I will crack on with the team, which is quite boring on my point of view because it is completely unchanged from Saturday. Um, so we've got John McLaughlin in goal, three centre-halves of uh, Willis, Flanagan and Bailey Wright, wing-backs of Luke 09 and Denver Hume, two in midfield of Max Power and George Dobbo Dobson <laughs> and up front sorry Gav and up front it is uh, Chris McGuire Linda Goot and Charlie Wyke so Graham I'll start with you I'm quite surprised by that I was expecting a couple of changes you wrote an article today said there'd be three or four and there's none so A proves how much we know about football and two yeah it's a shock isn't it yeah not because I think anyone needs to be dropped maybe Charlie Wyke aside because Bondo Banjo but it's like you always want to keep a winning team, right? And we did, we did play quite well second half, and I, I don't really have any qualms with any of them directly, not even Charlie White, despite my aforementioned comment. Um, but I thought, like, there'd be at least Declan John would be on the bench or in the team. I do, I, I really like Denver Hume, and I know, he's, I know he's a bit more mighty, but I really, really like him. But I think he could do the rest. It's his first full season. Uh, I think Declan John could have at least been on the bench. And I'm just desperate to see Kyle Lafferty start. Like, I'm a big Kyle Lafferty fan, so... Do you think Parkinson's just trying to be a little bit like, I don't want to piss you off by dropping his, which isn't particularly a great football manager trait, but, you know... I mean, maybe. Um, and you've got to commend him for, like, keeping the same side and stuff like that. But um, I'll go back to, like, the, the Roy Keane sort of period, and I really hope I'm wrong and we win and it's fine. But when you look at, like, Roy Keane's team... 
um, in the championship season, we did end up with a side that you would pick, so maybe from the start, the same with Mick McCarthy. But if you look throughout the good runs, he changed one or two and just kept stuff fresh. You could maybe look and say, like, do we have a big enough squad? But I would say so. Um, you've got Scowan now in the middle. You've got um, Semenyo who could maybe come in on the wings. You've got Duncan Watmore and stuff as well. I probably wouldn't change anything on the wings, to be fair. But there's definitely enough in the squad to at least freshen one or two things up. You could bring Lafferty in for White. You could bring Scowan in for... Um, God, I can't say George Dobson, can I? Either or, uh, either him or Power, really. No, I'd... so Gary, um, are you a little bit kind of confused with the team selection, or would you have gone for, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it? Well, I was speaking to a few of the lads during the week, and I was saying I, I had a feeling that Denver might get a rest tonight. Yeah. Perfect game to rest them, you know. Now, in saying that, that these have got that that red hot right back, so maybe Matheson, it's probably a good thing that we have got him there, you know. Trump, Trump, Declan, John into to defending Matheson might have been a bad. We might have regretted it at some stage, you know, but I actually completely, completely disagree with what Graham said in relation to Wyke. You know, I'm not a massive Charlie Wood fan, but on Saturday he worked his absolute socks off. You know, I think he, he, as far as I'm concerned, I think he was the hardest working player on the pitch on Saturday, you know, and obviously then he laid it off from Maguire and Maguire done his thing. So yeah. I, I would have liked to see Declan and John in, but then thinking of it now, obviously, like I say, with Matheson there, it's like it's probably a good shout as well. Hopefully the changes come a little bit earlier tonight, though, as opposed to the 80-minute mark. When yeah, it kind of worked from because three minutes after after Lafferty came on, we did score. So yeah, you know, we'll, we'll give him that one. True. Yeah, but we'll go to you, Shane. Would you have Would you have brought maybe Lafferty in for Charlie White or which side he run? Basically, you cut your mins or Graham's. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have been a nice change. Get Charlie White back rested. I would have rested Denver Hume as well. Bring Declan John on, as the lads were saying. I think Dobson is a yellow card away from suspension, so I would like to have him for Oxford away Saturday. But other than that, I think I'm happy enough with the team. I was very impressed by the lads, especially the defence against Ipswich. So. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I'm, I'm, I must admit, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And, and we did end up in the second half of the game playing relatively well. There is argument. De- definitely the Declan John one. Uh, that's probably the one change I would have made, but the other ones I'm quite happy with. But we will move on to the slight elephant that is in the room, and that's the weather. Um, it is, you know, absolutely horrendous conditions for football. But the last time it was like this, we beat Wickham 4-0. So I'm expecting us to keep the ball on the floor, and maybe that's, that might not be why Lafferty is in because uh, we, we might have been tempted like, to lump the ball up to him, whereas with White, White's probably better with his feet. So that might have been that kind of uh, explanation to that one. But, the, I mean, like I say, the, the weather itself, uh, Gary, it's going to be a difficult game, isn't it? It is, you know. It's going to be difficult regardless tonight. When, like, whether, whether it rains, the rain keeps coming down or even it stops, that wind is absolutely insane, you know. It's cutting straight across the pitch too. So, thankfully, it doesn't seem like it's going one end to the other, so it's not going to be... One half, one team has the ball, all out attack. Second half, the other team. It's kind of it's coming across the pitch, hopefully. But it, that's what, from what I can see here. But yeah, it's going to be difficult. You know, it's definitely it's definitely football on the ground tonight. Uh, I don't think lumping it up the pitch is going to it's going to do any harm, any use for either team tonight. So it probably falls into our hands. though because realistically, we have got the more technically yeah, gifted players. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I I gave Max Power massive props on Saturday. I thought he was fantastic, um, and he kind of went unnoticed a little bit but everything he done was was, was perfect you yeah. know you can't fault him I said if I had him in a nil all draw without the McGuire goal I thought Max would have been man of the match you yeah. know so fingers crossed he can get his foot on the ball and, and just keep it on the ground and you know yourself give like a Gooch or, or McGuire the, the passes through and 
if it falls on the charity if it falls on the charity's <laughs> boot three yards out nobody's going to complain you know what I mean so exactly fingers fingers crossed it does as well uh, Graham do you think it might play in all hands a little bit more than Roch I know Roch still do like to play football as well but they like to play it from the back a bit and with this swirling conditions they're not going to be able to do that so uh, do you think it's going to a slight advantage to someone I think looking at Roch Dale um because they've got obviously quite a, a, a good young manager there in Brian Barry Murphy um, and I think at the start of the season I was quite impressed by how they played because they, they were playing along the floor uh, they were I think at one point they were like fifth in the league I think in the first month and I thought you know what surprise package this season but to be honest and I don't watch Rochdale week in week out so I'm, I'm happy to be wrong with this but from what I have seen of them it's a, like they remind me a little bit of a League One version of um, Brendan Rodgers' Swansea that he had. Yeah, yeah. And I remember Martin O'Neill, when we played uh, Swansea up here, basically let Swansea have the ball on the halfway line and just waited to counter them. And I think it was when Sessegnon and Gardner scored those really good goals. And the more I've watched Rochdale when I have seen them, because um, I'm one of those weirdos that likes to watch Quest uh, and likes to take in League One uh, games now and again. Rochdale seem to be nice at passing the ball but I think I think Gav put an article out today where they don't really have that many passes in the box they do bugger all in the box is the kind of the, the gentleman's term I should say but um, to be honest with you even with the weather being slightly better I don't think Rochdale should or would have concerned me I think they certainly played differently to a lot of League One teams um, but the big thing with Rochdale for me is you can pass the ball as much as you want in your own half if we can press high against that, they should be absolutely crapping themselves, I think. The amount of times they did that against Wickham and they made so many mistakes. Um, and they don't even play the ball out from the back. So a team that maybe plays out from the back and feels comfortable doing that, just get right up in them from like minute one. And we should be, hopefully, turning in another 3-0 after 20 minutes kind of performance, I would hope. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I mean, no matter what the result is tonight, it has to be a sun and home win, Shane. If we want to get promoted... These are the games we have to win on a Tuesday night at home to Rochdale. No disrespect to Rochdale, we've got to be picking up three points. Yeah, I'd quite fancy us for a win here. Rochdale are very good, but, you know, as they're 14th in the table, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, you know, three points here is a big win. Hopefully the other teams around playoffs job off another few points. And... I'm going to ask you the um, horrendous question now, though. Is there any of the Rochdale players you fear? And there's Henderson, who's the striker, 14 goals this season. It's not a bad effort, that from a League One striker. Yeah, Henderson, he's very prolific, to be fair to him. And he's looking, Paul McShane is playing for Rochdale as well. So <laughs> I only noticed that today as yeah. well. When he signed for them. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't give Charlie too much of, uh, of an issue, you know. Mike's going to make him look like Beckenbauer, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Bless him. Yeah. A young boy at right back who's obviously just signed for Wolves. He concerns me a little bit because I think, uh, I think you know, when it comes to Denver and stuff like that, I said before, I think he needs a bit of a rest, does Denver. And with... Matheson playing from what I've seen of him he's very good going forward he's not too shabby going backwards either um, so I think we might have some problems on the right hand side to be honest which is probably why they brought in Declan John I think um, I think this Denver human and uh, Declan John are about the same age but I think there's a huge gulf in experience um, I Denver Hume at the moment would be my first choice but for tonight not just to give him a rest also for the, the kind of combat any sort of threat that I can see from Rochdale which is mainly Matheson and probably Henderson I would have probably played uh, Declan John for that very reason Going on to some of these signings Gary um, when Phil Parkinson was going through his rough patch um, we were all told give him until January give him until January we've given him until January he signed five or six players and there's only really Bailey Wright who's consistently started since his third game in a row so 
do you think he's kind of just struck struck on lucky a little bit that we've started winning, or um, or do you think that kind of these players will come in eventually at the end of the season? We're just being joined by Alex as well. You all right, mate? Hi, hello. Hello. So I'll ask that question again. Sorry. <laughs> so those um, those signings that we did bring in, do you think they'll be you know a bigger use towards the end of the season? I think potentially. You know, like at the end of the day, you're not going to get through a full season with any injuries. But also, it's it's potentially a case of Parkinson's message mm-hmm. is now just getting across to the players. You know, it, it was a transitional period. You know, and now we're playing Parkinson football, which may not have always worked over the years. But he, he knows how to get promoted. So if, if he's playing that kind of football and it's working, it may have just taken a couple of weeks for the team to adjust and get used to it. And now hopefully it's a, it's a sign of things to come with fashion teams and, and, and that going forward. I mentioned the other day as well, it's, it's a bit more steely. You know, they, they've got mental toughness to them now where they're not throwing the towel in 10 minutes in, they're still pushing on and, and looking for that winner. So, Would you have ever thought you'd be watching a Sunderland team that's got the de- best defence in the league? Fair enough, it's League One, but I would never have thought that, especially after last season, all the 1-1 draws. I think John McLaughlin's kept five clean sheets out of six, which is his best form since he signed for the club. This, this is from a player who was bang out of form towards Christmas time. Um, the turnaround in the defence has been unbelievable. That's obviously what Parkinson's tried to do first and then the attack will come which I believe is going to happen now in February and March. Yeah, 100%. Like I actually said on Friday night, I didn't fancy us to keep a clean sheet. I, I, I think I specifically said the words, I think that's our quota of clean sheets for the year now. <laughs> um, but uh, thankfully proven wrong, more humble pie. Um, so I'm going to hopefully need more humble pie again tonight and I'm, I'm hoping for, for another clean sheet tonight with how the lads are playing. So yeah, it, it, it's brilliant to see that we're actually winning games because of the back line as opposed to what we have in the middle or, or up further It's quite good Shane bar Doncaster aside where we did quite kind of dominant kept a clean sheet and drew nil-nil but in, like, you looked at Ipswich on Saturday when we ground out a goal we looked at MK Duns where we ground out a goal they've both been fantastic strikes as well I must say but do you think now if, if Sunderland can keep a clean sheet they will go on to win games or is it going to be one the case of we're just going to have to just keep, keep like, plugging away until we get one yeah, it's looking that way, isn't it? Rochdale, I think, have scored in their last nine games as well. So, good start, good start. Yeah, so it'd be tough, you know. Start, man. Yeah. Yeah. It come back. <laughs> that was a great one. So we'll, we'll wrap it up. Alex has left again, so the, the, the chance of saying hello to him there was completely gone, wasn't it? So it, it, In and out, wasn't he? He was like a uh, lovely hat. He took his hat off, actually, I can see him over there. Yeah, he's over there, look, with Albrighton. Last time I seen him, he had a huge, huge moustache. That's gone. And he was unwell as well. Basically, basically turned into the Alex McKinn appreciation pod. I do apologise. <laughs> I, I don't like Alex at all, for the record. But, uh, no, I do. Love you, Alex. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, wrap, we'll wrap this one up because we're getting awards kick-off time and, you know, these lads want a pint. <laughs> Gary's on the half-time uh, running around the pitch show, so that should be fun. Um, so we'll start with you anyway for the re, uh, result. Um, who do, what do you think the score will be and who do you think will score? For half time or for the actual match? No, for the actual game. Yeah, we know <laughs> well, what's going to happen in half time. I was home at the main event, you know, which is half time. You're up against um, the 21 year old ball game, and we both know what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, I'm either going to win or I'm going to lose in absolute disgrace. <laughs> that the likes of Carter Mullen and Kevin Ball will actually be proud of me. But in the actual match itself, um, I, f- I fancy three nil. Three nil. Three nil. Yeah. Yeah. And scores? Uh, scores. Well, do you know what? I I think Willis is going to pop up and get a header from a corner. I think we'll have a, a Gooch goal uh, and good old Charlie. Yep, spot on. And Shane? I think a 2-1. Take me happy with a 2-1. Paul McShane headers. 
<laughs> and what about us? Yeah, you remember, you remember the Rochdale player? Yeah. I'd fancy uh, Maguire for two, you know. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Great. Uh, 4-0. Really confident. I think it would be Lee Catamore, um, Kevin Phillips, Gary Bennett and George Dobson. Tell you what, when he's, when he's not presenting these shows, he always tries his best to ruin them, doesn't he? Anyway, Alex is back, so we're going to go for a result and the scorers, please. Ah, I can do, yeah. Um, I'm going to go for 3-1. I think three goals in the first half in one of those flurries, and then we'll let a daft one in the second half. But no, yeah, 3-1. I'd say Maguire, our fancy Willis for header as well. And Maguire, Willis, 0-9. For the first one. And are you confident for the result? I mean, the weather's horrible. I've just been discussing that. I, I think we should. It is. Whatever but we've got, we're, we should be beating we're a lot better than we're a lot better than they are. You know, this. I can sort of prove it mathematically with just the better team. You know, there's there's nothing other than that really. Yeah. I just think it'll be routine. It should be routine. Should be. That's Fair the enough. key word. Excellent. I'm going to go for three nil. Uh, Charlie White. I think will score in the first couple of minutes with a bullet header which I've never seen before from Charlie White but we'll go for it uh, I'm going to go for Luke 9 to pop up with one and Chris Maguire because he's on fire at the minute isn't he so yeah we're going to go and get really really soaked going to get quite windswept we're all going to lose our hair uh, it'll be excellent Alex's going to lose his wonderful hat thank you very much everybody enjoy the game well so there we go we're back in the Hilton Garden Inn warming up after the, probably the coldest 90 minutes on record uh, Sunderland have won 3-0 against Rochdale three first half goals Lyndon Gooch put us ahead in the 11th minute after a superb cross by Chris Maguire and the ball went in off some part of Lyndon Gooch's anatomy I think it may have been his knee but we'll take it uh, the second goal was again good play by Gooch laid into Maguire Maguire went to pass it the um, South Stand were ready for the C Senor song for Charlie White to tip, tap, tap, tap the ball into the back of the net. But then Rochdale's defender, who I can't pronounce his surname because I can't remember it, he decided to ruin our, our fun and put the ball in the net by himself. But then the third goal, Lyndon Gooch again, after a very good play by Lugo 9, uh, forced a good save from the goalkeeper. Unfortunately, it went straight to Lyndon Gooch, who made it 3 0. The second half was probably a bit of a non-event. I think the weather kind of played its part. Sunderland just saw the game out, had a decent penalty appeal turned down when Deborah Hume went down under a Matheson challenge. But we saw the game off very well. Rochdale really didn't cause us any problems and we kind of eased our way to three points. Um, so I am back with Graham, with Gary and with Shane. Yeah, great three points, Gary. Yeah, very happy, very happy. You know, we've done enough in the first kind of 20 minutes, 25 minutes to... To just sit back then a little bit now obviously we as spectators would have preferred to, to push on a little bit but look at the end of the day the conditions were pretty terrible so happy enough with the three points you know at the end of the day that is the, the be all and end all after all Have you ever been as cold watching a football match I mean that second half second half I was sweating me Really? Second oh, yeah. half I was sweating after doing my laps well, We will just say the half time challenge didn't exactly go to plan for Gary he first 75% if it went to plan <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? the nutmeg was super the problem the fall after the nutmeg yeah. wasn't what was planned but hey ho I did say I'd make him in fairness though you, to be fair it was a superb nutmeg uh, but you have got a 21 year old going back to Bulgaria probably going to picture that going to be up in his living room going to tell his grandchildren that a bald Irish lad fell over well <laughs> let me add to that a fat old bald Irish lad ok so he's 21 and he's an athlete so let's be honest well, there we are it's not really boasting 
<laughs> it is what it is. And he fell over first as well, to be fair. Exactly, exactly. Uh, first half, pretty cold, yeah. back to your actual point. Second um, half. <laughs> first half was freezing. Second half, I, I was... I suppose after having to run, I wasn't actually that cold because obviously the body heated up. But yeah, absolutely, my ears even now still having to thaw out a little bit. So I don't think I've ever been as cold in my life as what I have in that second half. Especially when obviously there was nothing really much to watch. We were just anyway. So going back to the first half, Sunderland to, to quote the weather were like the hurricanes. If you ever watched that TV show if you were a child, well done. If not, ask your dad. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As we blew Rochdale away, blew wind, yeah. Whoa. After a whirlwind performance from Lyndon Gooch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Swear here, Um So, yeah, the, fir- the first goal, excellent, excellent cross by Maguire into Gooch, and there's another two goals for Gooch Graham. He's on fire, isn't he? Yeah, um, actually, you know what? It's like, oh, it's so hard to like criticise somebody who scores two goals, but I thought Gooch was a bit off tonight. But you know what? That's, in hindsight, now I'm like 10, 15 minutes after the game probably because I expect so much from him because he's been so good recently like on two I'm like right Gooch is going to get the third but I mean just like Gary said like I'm a spectator I want to say push on and have a real go at teams and smash five or six past them but in the cold light of day I'm got to find a Guinness and we've won 3-0 exactly, exactly I mean like I say the weather in the second half we weren't I don't think we were going to get another goal I said to my dad after the third one I said that's it it was horrible yeah. I was like that, that's game over we're not going to score anymore the rubbish again like the rubbish on the pitch what yeah. is going on with that well, rubbish well with that litter where does it come from like it just appears doesn't I've it? Seen it I've seen a chip box sort of out <laughs> it was a in plastic bag the plastic bag sort of out and the lad behind me went I thought that was a seagull. Anyway, Shane, two wins in two games, mate. So we're all going to... We've all decided now, the Roker Report lads, we're going to club together, we're going to bring you back for the rest of the season. We're going to get you on doing a half-time lottery, if you're lucky. So what did you make of the, of the first half in particular? Listen, you can't complain. The first half was phenomenal football. Like, obviously, we dropped off in the second half, but you can't complain, given the fact the weather was so bad and everything. I was happy with the training all the way yeah, were you disappointed with Rochdale? I was quite disappointed with them. Yeah, Must to be honest, I, I, I expected a lot more of them, to be honest. Like, looking at the fact that they scored the last nine games and everything, they just they had no attacking track going forward whatsoever. So. They seemed to play lovely, tap tappy football without yeah. any product. You know, you, you can play it from your goalkeeper to your defender all day long. If you're not going to pass to your midfield or your strikers, you're going to struggle, really. Um, but, but, yeah, like I say, the first half, I thought we absolutely did so well to dominate the game. We never we never looked like we were going to step off, really. Um, did it look like we got out second gate to us, either? Not really. To me, we just, no. we kind of no. just went, hang on, these lads want to pass it around the back. And, I mean, I really commend any side at this level trying to play that kind of... And I, genuinely, and I don't mean that in the kind of, like, um, patronising way, because... I quite like to see sort of passing football in the triangle. I think everyone wants to be sort of whatever Arsenal were ten years ago, certainly not now. Like, but um, but like they were just taking so many risks yeah. with the passing, and it was literally like we just went, well, hang on, if they're going to just mess it up anyway, we'll just get Gucci, Maguire, and White to nick it off their feet, give it to them, and then we'll just put a ball in. Denver Hume was poor going forward yeah, with his delivery tonight, but. 9 and Hume all night were just on their fullbacks all the time and to be fair to Hume he actually had a decent defensive performance if he got one or two of his balls in like he normally does we could have been three or four or five yeah it probably should have been if, if Hume had had his passing boots on which they just deserted him didn't they tonight and I mean it happens he's a young and lad Saturday. and Saturday yeah I mean, he's a young lad it kind of happens but you know, not having Declan John on the bench, he might have come on and done something a little bit more different. But you know, we're, we're really nitpicking, aren't we? We've won three 0 at yeah, home to, to yeah. Rochdale. We are slightly nitpicking, but um, I kind of, I actually thought a little bit. Um, I know we've just been discussing Luke O'Neill was 
we think was the best player. I'm going to throw Bailey Wright out there. I thought Bailey Wright was absolutely fantastic. Minimal cost, he's just such a, like you can tell he's come from a higher from a higher league than what we are. You can tell he's been a captain of a team that is doing well. I'm a massive, massive fan of him. What, what do you think One of him? Point, when he was like going, like I think it was that Henderson who, let's be honest, has scored double figures for seasons on end. I think yeah. he's got 40, eight, 40 eight already. Seasons. Yeah, eight eight in a row, he scored like more than 15, I think. Um, and he got like 20-odd last season, I think. Yeah. And he's sprinting through, and I know he's 34, but he's still got a bit of pace, that Henderson. He's sprinting through, and Billy Wright literally looked like he yawned and just put his foot out and went, yeah. nah. And I was, I mean, I wasn't too sure on Billy Wright, but um, past two games, I think he's up. Yeah, I understand why he's been brought in, like, yeah. Yeah, and looking at the league table, we've gone up to fifth, I believe. We are only five points off the top. The difficult league, the judge didn't remember. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, so we're five points off the top, we're four points off Peterborough with two games in hand. So, I mean, it's looking promising, isn't it, Gary? Yeah, it is indeed. Like, And just, obviously, we'll go into that now, but what I was thinking the whole time when Graham was speaking there about how they, how Rochelle play, they're in 18 for, for a reason. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's all well and good doing that, but and it's not working. They're in 19th now. Like, 19th. It, it's not working for them, obviously. You know, it's time to change. You're this far into a season, 19th position, you're potentially in relegation trouble. And a team like that getting relegated would be a shame for the league, to be honest mm. with you, you know. But yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's looking well, you know, realistically. Um, Coventry, I suppose, are the one with the, the games in hand now that are looking like they're in a position of power. But yeah. ourselves, Rotherham, Pompey today, they lost as far as I know. Coventry. Yeah, they got beat to Coventry, yeah. Brilliant, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's looking well, you know, like we were talking about... Um, automatic promotion at the weekend yeah, and, and it's still looking feasible it's looking like, like, like we can kick on and, and go ahead and do it like even, like you said without getting out of second gear today yeah. you get three points so yeah. happy days happy so it looks days. as if we've gone above in abbreviated commas our rivals Portsmouth which can only be a good thing I love uh, rivals at that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we'll go back to Shane as well Shane was there any other when we've settled out there Luke 9 for particular prayers obviously Lyndon Gutry's two goals Bailey Wright I thought was excellent did you think there was anyone else who Took your fancy, so to speak. Yeah, I thought Tom Flanagan played very well. To yeah, be fair. there Absolutely. we go. Yeah, some brilliant pass and some fantastic defending all throughout the game. Obviously, he dropped off a little bit in the second half, but so did everyone else. So I can't really yeah. have fault him on that. Like, but Flanagan's yeah. come in for quite a bit of stick, Graham. Like, you know, at the start of the season, he, he was looking a little bit sort of out of sorts. Do you think the three at the back suits him better than what it did, obviously, with, with just him and Oster playing the centre defence? Well, I think he came in at the, the back three sort of late on, didn't he? Um, like, back end of last year. And he's, to be honest, he's kicked on in the same level that, like, the team has since that, that Doncaster game just after Christmas. But um did an extra podcast, and it was when Jack Ross was still here with um, MK Dons and the, the guy who did it ran MK Dons podcast but he used to be the, the kit man um, at MK Dons when Will Gregg and whatnot was there and we spoke about like Will Gregg because at the time that was on the agenda and he was like oh how's, how's Screech doing and I'm like who's Screech Flanagan <laughs> um, and he spoke and spoke and spoke about his, his talent sort of off um, off recording and stuff like that he was saying how great he is um, as a lad and as a, a talent and he's like but for some reason he just never seemed to translate it to the pitch um, and I mean, you've seen tonight with Flanagan a couple like there was a nutmeg in there, another Cruyff turn. I think he put in, he, and you can see there's definitely a talent in there with Flanagan. And you've got to remember he's right-footed and he's playing on the left-hand side. I think with Flanagan, what it probably is, and it's the most basic thing on the planet. I think he's probably always had that in him, but he's just got confidence. That's and our best. Mid, that's our best defensive three for now going forward, isn't it? It's going to be them, the three on the team sheet. Oh, I'm a big Alamos Turk fan. 
as as am I, and it's so harsh that he isn't because he hasn't done anything wrong. But is there any? He's not going to take one of them three out, is he? Unless it's an injury. Under current form, and you've got to look at the clean sheet. Another clean sheet. I think it's difficult to replace Bailey right in the centre, and I wouldn't probably want Oztek as one of the like, you know, that left and right sort of fullback. Sometimes Jordan Willis is a winger, isn't he? Yeah. Um, mind talking about the defence. Jordan Willis is dynamite every single game, and he's in such consistent and good form since August. I must say, you don't even notice how good he is because you don't even speak about it. He's just a consistent. Mm-hmm. He's a new honeyman, seven out of ten every <laughs> single week. Like he's just a seven out of ten every week. I've never seen Jordan Willis, off the top of my head, have a bad game for someone. Like you say, especially since August. Um, I remember the first time I saw him was against Portsmouth. And I thought we were on to a player. Yeah. Um, but tonight he, he bombs forward. He, he can he can defend. He's a hard tackling defender. He, he is the for, the for League One. He is the total package, and yeah, I actually yeah. think if we do get promoted, he is one of possibly only a few, but he is one of the players we can probably take with us to the championship. Yeah, because he has got generally everything that we want from a defender. But he was linked to, wasn't he, to the, the championship beforehand? Turned a few down for us, apparently. Yeah, I'll be there. We're looking at him. I think. Um, I don't know if something happened with a change of management. I thought it was Lamp or Koku that's looking at him, but. Um, I, I can't see I'm not saying I, I don't know what he could be I don't know whether he'd be top half championship but I don't think he'd look anywhere out place in the championship at all he's got pace he's got age on his side he's strong he's vocal um, he's good on the floor he's good in the air he's like for this kind of like top half of league one probably like mid table to bottom half of the championship one of the better ones out there and maybe I'm being biased because he's wearing red and white like that. Oh, certainly I think, think great. I haven't really seen like anyone come to the stadium of light who looks as strong and composed yeah. and as what he is he's probably one of the best defenders in the league if not the best defender to be totally honest yeah on current form was definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely so I mean the one thing I'm a little bit kind of aggrieved with um, is the substitutions again um, yeah. I thought it took a little bit too long for Semenyo to come on um, we only really bought him on because Maguire got injured and then Watmore came on for Gooch, which is fair enough. Uh, and then Lafferty got, what, eight minutes at the end? About six yeah. or seven minutes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would have liked to have seen that. I mean, the game was completely out of sight. I would have probably liked to have seen Scoring come on for either where, Dobson or where, Power. Where is he? Exactly. And he wasn't even get, I didn't even see him getting warmed up or anything like that. So Menu, I would have gave him half an hour, 35 minutes. He looked all right when he came on. Brilliant. 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 Yeah, so. Oh, that turn was, that was, turn was, was like dynamite. A, I felt like a glimpse of why he was brought in because look, he looks different to what we've got, doesn't he? Mm. I know what we've got pace, but. Oh, He's got man. a bit more width. It's one directional with, yeah. with, with, with Watmore, where Semenyo has the cut, he can turn. He... I, I like I like Duncan Watmore, I've got so much time from him, and I hope every single thing I say about him here is proven wrong, and I've got a huge egg on my face, but he just does not look like the player that I remember under, as much as it pains me to say, David Moyes, when he, just before mm-hmm. he got his injury. I just think when Watmore gets the ball, he just does not like Duncan Watmore it, anymore. It, it looks as if he has lost that yard, which gave him the yard if you know what I mean yeah. by that that's what made him stand out because he, he had worried. that little bit of pace and he, he does but it's like, it's like you say I mean I echo your sentiments he is such a lovely bloke but it's, it's only so much sentiments he only gets you so, so far in football it only gets you so far you, you, you wish him all luck but you, you've got to say it as you see it and he just doesn't look like and I mean he's been in the team since November he's had a bit of time to play and I mean, I'm, I'm bloody hell, I'm nitpicking here, we've just won three now. But like when he came on, I just never felt like the same lift that I used to when Watmore came on. Yeah. And we thought Watmore was going to be a big player when he came back in the championship. 
for the fact he's in League One and when he comes off the bench you're just a bit like alright yeah Shane would you have done, done any different made any earlier subs yeah I would have liked to see him scoring for months and yeah yeah I think I thought he looked bright against Tramir when he came on that hot to him. And then Semenyo as well. There's no point risking injury to Maguire, who did actually get injured. But mm-hmm. we had the game wrapped up fairly early, so I would have liked to have seen a few more subs. All right, yeah. Yeah, same thoughts, Graham? Yeah, myself. I, I think, you know, I, I spoke previously as well about the fact that we do leave it so late. Um, and like Shane just said, it took Maguire actually getting injured yeah. before getting to to come off you know um, so you know you can't really nitpick because we've just come out with 3 points 3-0 win another clean another clean sheet but at the end of the day you know I think at some point you're burning at both ends yeah both ends it's a squad candle. game for a reason isn't it yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? the candle may be burning at both ends and if you get 2 or 3 injuries you're in big trouble yeah. you know because yes we have strength and depth but if we got that much strength and depth if you look at the the programmes We've five, six, ten players less than most squads have. So I, I just think the depth that we have, it's it only goes so far. Yeah. The worry I've got about it is say Dobson gets booked on Saturday against Oxford, when we've got two two games, quick fire games, I believe we'll play Saturday, Tuesday again the week mm-hmm. after, is that Scowan will come in and we don't actually know what he does. He's an unknown entity, and it's a little bit of pressure on him. Where we could have sort of bled him in a couple of times. At least tonight, we could have given him twenty minutes or so, just to see what he's like. And I don't think that's a, anything bad about that at all. So um, yeah, we'll look to wrap it up. I've got quickly one more point. Another clean shade for John McLaughlin. His confidence to be back high. Didn't particularly have anything much to do bar saving a long range effort that took a slight deflection maybe the wind helped palmed it away looks like did all right again doesn't he he does doesn't Which he yeah the most important thing I've yeah. got no issue with Lee Burge um, at all but like I, I wouldn't think it doesn't even cross my mind about Lee Burge coming in now whereas no. three four months ago I was just like maybe we need to get but yeah so we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up now we've got Oxford next week um, we normally go for uh, score and scorers predictions so I say next week Saturday but, uh, so I am going to start from left to right <laughs> so I am sorry Gary <laughs> so what do you reckon put me on the spot now um, I reckon it's going to be another win it's going to be another win and I think we may potentially concede but again that's that's what's going to happen you know I just think that I think a 2 I think a 2-1 and I <laughs> I do think, sorry, <laughs> I do apologise. Do you Graham, think George Dobson Graham, might score? Graham over here doing a dance. <laughs> Graham over here doing it. He's, he's basically, we're playing charades here. Is it Dobson? Is it Dobson? Yeah, it's Dobson. Right, I think Dobson scores one, and I will stick with my, my original choice from today. I think Max Power scores. Spot on. Yeah, Shep? Go one nil Sunderland with Dobson goal. Keep Graham happy. <laughs> and Graham, do you, what, do you reckon? 3 0, Darius Kabitsky, Don Kitchenbrand? 1-0, Charlie White. Oh, there we go. Being serious once. Having a real serious one. Nah, 6-0, George Dobson will score all seven. Oh, I was expecting seven. All six. Julio Arca to come out there, I thought. <laughs> I'm going to go. I think Oxford, I must say, I think it's a game that we need to be looking to win. Oxford have lost two of the best players and they're on a little bit of a bad run. I think we need to go down there, try and blow them away like what we've done today. I am going to go 4-2-1 to Sunderland. I'm going to go for Jordan Willis header and Kyle Lafferty with the winner coming off the bench and yeah uh, very very quickly to our um, two wonderful lads old boys from the better lands from Dublin that's a 
Yes. There was there was a Fontaine's DC song mixed in there as well, so I'll take that all day long. Uh, do you think we'll get promoted anywhere? I do. Uh, straight up, I, I do. Um, just a really, really, really quick point. I think what we have is the leadership. You know, you've mm-hmm. Bailey Wright, former captain, Jordan Willis, former captain, even Dobson, as young as he is, former captain, mm-hmm. and obviously Max has taken on the role like a, so it's like an absolute champion. You know, so yes, is the yeah. is the honest yeah. and the quick answer. <laughs> Same question. Yeah, the former Ryan's hard enough to see it's not getting like. And will you be back for any more games before the end of the season? Um, I was just actually doing up the math there between today, Saturday, and then the next eight games. Over a ten-game stretch, I'm doing five. So oh, yeah. wow. not bad, not bad when yeah. flights are included. We'll have to get you back on the pod then at some point. Both of you have been absolutely fantastic to here to meet you on Friday and be to enjoy the game with you before and after. Absolute fantastic uh, experience that's the one Friday was a bit of an experience wasn't it I don't know can we record I don't remember (laughs) a whole lot so you can tell me later maybe maybe it was a great experience remember we danced to Rihanna we did oh there we go (laughs) and I think I speak for myself and Graham that to to meet obviously two lads who love Sunderland as much as what we do and we're local lads yeah it's absolutely brilliant we share one love and share Sunderland it's on a serious note it's been um, like the past four or five days with everyone that's came over has just been like absolutely class like I mean I was absolutely rat arsed on Friday <laughs> to the point where it was like I was looking at the water on Saturday which I was desperate to drink some pints and I was I'm, I'm fragile you know um, but it's been an absolutely fantastic few days and like having two wins is great but um, I, I think I would have had a, a great couple of days even if we'd maybe drew or, or lost one of them because it's just nice to be in with people that just give a shit about something because yeah. essentially the fact that we're standing in the Hilton Hotel talking shite about something winning again very much shows you how much we care about something and the fact that in our spare time we're still speaking about it and I'll speak about it when we get home, we all will. Um, it's been great to see other people that are supporting the club from, from outside yeah. here. And to be fair, um, Gary has given me probably my best moment of the season by not making the Bulgarian and falling over at the same time so yeah safe journey home lads and safe journey home to anyone who did attend fan day or oh, fan weekend really um, you know we had fans from Bulgaria we had Canada it was such an amazing night it's been such an amazing okay. weekend <laughs> yeah, we had Bobby Kerr you know George Foster just everyone who attended it Jimmy Montgomery you know, all those who've came yeah. you know such a long way to come and watch little old Sunderland play Rochdale on Tuesday night I think it's absolutely fantastic and Graham as always thank you very much and we're all off now to get piles tomorrow so it'll be fantastic thank you so much for listening Um, yeah take care good night Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.